the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I wish I could tell you that the weather today is a metaphor for what I see on the horizon for our country. Uh, It was very dark, very stormy, um, very unusual to look out our windows today, and it seemed like nighttime. Um, Thunder, lightning, heavy rain. And the next time I looked after going back into my cubicle and preparing for the show, bright, sunshine, normal. I wish that could be a metaphor for what's ahead of us. I just don't think it is. Because as I sat in my office today, preparing for this Thursday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show, the President of the United States was on every channel. And I had the sound on because I do a talk show, a news talk show, a current events talk show. And nothing is more newsworthy than what the president of the United States might say, particularly at a time like this with COVID fears multiplying again. And as I sat here, and I'm going to reveal a very unflattering look into my inner self, I felt things building in me that I know are not right to build in me. And so I just thought, I wonder what my friends who listen to the Bruce Hooley Show are thinking, watching this, listening to this. It's not right to think the things I was thinking. I push back against them. But it's a struggle. So I asked you on Twitter, what goes through your mind when you watch Joe Biden speak about COVID? He's compassionate. He tells the truth. He's a liar. Or I think bad things. Actually, I had a typo in the last one. and It's still almost the top vote getter. So you can respond on Twitter. You can use the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. I posted the same essential thought there without the poll. And I ask you the same question. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. I'd love to talk with you. You were awesome yesterday uh, interacting with the show topic. Today, I hope for the same. What do you think when you hear your president talk to you? Twelve percent of you think he's compassionate. Six percent of you think he's telling the truth. Let's just pause on that one for a little bit. Now, um, I have 17,000 people who follow me on Twitter. Not all of them have voted in this poll, of course, because they just put it up 15 minutes ago. 
But the number of people who have voted, only six out of 100 plus people who voted, only six think he's telling the truth. Only six. I don't think he's telling the truth. But I don't think my Twitter is exclusively Bruce Hooley Show listeners. I've worked in a stupidly democratic market for a lot of my professional life, and at least half of my Twitter followers come from that stupidly democratic market known as Cuyahoga County, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, 6% think the President of the United States is telling the truth. 12% think he's compassionate. 42% think he's a liar. And 40% of you are thinking bad things. That's not a scenario where the dark clouds, the thunder, the lightning figuratively are going to go away and the sun's going to come out again anytime soon. And I said yesterday, I don't necessarily think they want that. I don't think they want us to all get along, as Rodney King famously said years ago. No, we can't all get along now because there are way too many intrusions on our common sense, our personal choice, our personal autonomy. There were a crowd of citizens last night in Westerville near Mount Carmel, St. Anne's, protesting peacefully, really peacefully, no fires, no rocks, no riots this time, a true peaceful protest, maybe because it wasn't organized by BLM or Antifa or attended by them, a true peaceful protest of nurses, moms, dads, kids, protesting the Mount Carmel edict that if you work for Mount Carmel, you must get vaccinated or you'll be fired in late September. You'll be fired. You must get vaccinated. You must take an emergency vaccine. You work for a hospital system. You must take an emergency vaccine. It gives you, as our final caller to the show yesterday proved to you, no legal recourse if something bad would happen to you. And I'm not saying that the vaccines poison your body or cause bad things, but they are not approved for anything beyond emergency use. And if you happen to suffer some kind of side effect, you'll first be told it's a coincidence. And then you'll be told you have no legal recourse. But you're being forced to take that by Mount Carmel. And even if you don't work at Mount Carmel, but you work for Mount Carmel. A friend of mine spoke to a gentleman who has worked off-site. I can't give his department because I don't want to out him. But he's worked off-site for 20 years. And he's been told if he doesn't get the vaccine. He never goes on campus. Never. Doesn't have to. If he doesn't get the vaccine, he's out of a job. Out of a job. So this is where we're going. And they keep pounding vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And if you don't get vaccinated, mask, mask, mask. And you're being paid to take it. If it's really good for me, why do I have to get paid to take it? I didn't get paid to take a polio vaccine. I didn't get paid to take a measles vaccine. I didn't get paid to take a smallpox vaccine. I trusted those vaccines. I trusted those vaccines because I trusted the healthcare system. I trusted the doctors. I trusted my government then. A lot of water under the bridge since then. I don't trust my government. I don't trust my president. 
I think the biggest threat to our country is our government. And I would say that if Donald Trump had gotten reelected, because I think there's portions of the government that the president doesn't control, and I find that to be not at all what America should be like. So I just wonder what goes through your mind. We're in some really crazy times, man. I mean, I was thinking this morning, I grew up in the 60s, and the 60s were nuts. The 60s were crazy. And I don't know, is there just is it is there something every 60 years? Are we just every third generation? We're just going to every, no, I guess a generation's 40 years. Every generation and a half, we're going to go wacko? But I don't believe the president when he's standing up front talking to us. I don't believe a word the man says. And I don't like feeling that way. And I know I'm not not only not supposed to feel that way, I'm not allowed to feel that way, given what I want my life to be about, what I want to stand for, the witness I want to give to others, and the testimony I want to provide to others. But I can't lie to you because I feel that way. And I just kind of wonder what you feel when you see your president up front talking to you. 844-TALK-989 is our number. 844-TALK-989. Love to hear what you have to say on a Thursday edition of The Bruce Woolley Show. Check your weather report. You don't want to get caught in severe weather tonight. Uh, we had some severe weather where I live, some here where I work. Hope you're safe and nothing got rained out that can't be rescheduled. The president today was speaking about COVID and mask necessity, vaccine necessity. He lauded Kroger, by the way, paying people $100 for getting the vaccine. Uh, Mike DeWine the governor of the state of Ohio will give Ohio employees $100 to get vaccinated and $25 to their spouses. And yes, that is retroactive if you got vaccinated. So I tried to watch the president today. And the more I watched, the more I felt my temperature, my inner temperature rising, the more I was tempted, and I do mean tempted, from a dark place to think things I don't like thinking. And so I just was curious to see what you think when you see the president talk. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Let's start with Kendra in Westerville. Hi, Kendra. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello. Hi, Kendra. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Well, thank you. It's very nice to have you on. So what goes through your Um, mind when the president's talking? I'm sorry? I said, so what goes through your mind when the president is talking? Or were you calling about, you were calling about, okay, good for (laughs) you. I don't listen. I see you were at Mount Carmel last night. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, Yes, I was one of the protesters uh, out in front of CNN yesterday, Um, which, by the way, is not the first or the only protest um, against Mount Carmel or Trinity Health, Mm -hmm. um, which is... um, all about the medical freedom movement and the right to choose. Um, you had mentioned um, earlier that um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to multitask. I'm actually in traffic on 270 right now. Um, you mentioned that um, there is a movement every so many years. Yeah, we wig um, out every like 60 years. Yes, one of, one of the signs that we were holding up as protest was that this movement, the health freedom movement, is the civil rights movement. 
Yeah, the only problem I have with that is that I don't ever want the freedom of choice on vaccines to be bastardized into freedom of choice on abortion. Because uh, I just think those are two separate issues. But I I wholly support those of you who are saying, I don't want to get a vaccine uh, in order to keep my job at Mount Carmel. I think that's crazy because I think if anybody knows, and I'm, I'm having dinner tonight with a friend who's very well versed on this, I think if anybody knows... Uh, the drawbacks of the vaccination situation, it's people in healthcare. And they should be a lot more open to the reasons why people are hesitant about it. Uh, But um, look, Mount Carmel uh, has a few other issues going on and they have not been, um, they have not been fair to their employees for quite some time, in my opinion. Jimmy in Columbus next on the Bruce Hooley show. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. You know, no government, no politician perfect. And I, and I help. And I'm not saying that. And I think it's important to have a healthy distrust of government in general, regardless of the party. But, mm-hmm. you know, I trust Biden a hundred, a thousand times more than I ever trusted Donald Trump. Mainly, I mean, when COVID first started, I remember him saying, like a miracle, it'll disappear. I knew right then. It wasn't going to disappear. Mm-hmm. I, and he said it was <laughs> That's what told you it wasn't going to disappear? Confidence is compared to the flu. Yeah. And, and I knew it was worse than the flu. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about injecting disinfectants. Yeah, just, uh, it, it was too, too, too hard to listen to Donald Trump. Well, certainly that's, I mean, I get it. I understand you're certainly entitled to like whichever president you want to like. Um, I would agree with you that Trump said some things that weren't um, exactly smart, weren't exactly appropriate. I would prefer to, and I was thinking about this today, uh, and I was going to get into this, and I will get into it more, but uh, let me read one more comment, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll address that. Uh, this is from, from uh, Sandra on, on Facebook. She says, I cannot listen to Joe Biden. I just can't. I feel that on his better days, he's reading from a script that somebody else has composed for him, and we've all seen what happens when he's not near the teleprompter. It's sad. It's infuriating. My heart is breaking for what they've done to our nation in just a few months. I'm concerned, very concerned for the remainder of his term. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping his presidential term ends quickly because then I'd like the mask to be off the um, the administration and the uh, the um, liberal nature, the leftist nature of his administration, and I don't think they could hide that with Kamala Harris. But back to what I was saying about Trump and Biden. It, it's amazing to me as I uh, watch the news today. I mean, the story I was watching wasn't COVID-related. It was border-related. It was Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas. And Dan Patrick was on with Bill Hemmer, and he was really, really mad about the number of migrants coming across the border. And I've told you guys, I don't think the border crisis is a crisis at all. I think it's a purposeful decision by the Biden administration, get more Democratic voters in the country. That's, and then I thought, well, uh, you know, he's, Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, was making the point about how can they be serious about stopping COVID in the U.S. if they're letting people come across the border, not testing them for COVID, and putting them into small border towns in Texas and elsewhere. So that tied COVID to the border, okay? So then I got to thinking about COVID, I got to thinking about the border, And it hit me that a big part of the problem 
in our country on virtually every single level. Crime. Schools. Border. COVID. All the way to Tokyo and the Olympics with Simone Biles. Is we have an unwillingness for our leaders to say and do the hard thing. Being a leader's hard. You got to tell people things they don't want to hear. Donald Trump would have been better served if he'd have stood up with COVID when it first came around. He goes, "Listen, I, uh, we don't know what this is. I don't have the answers. It's a virus, and I don't know if it's, you know, going to decimate our country or not. I don't know. We'll let you know as soon as we know. We don't know. Fauci doesn't know. He can't say I don't know. I would rather hear I don't know than I know, and then you're wrong. On the border, Joe Biden can't tell his supporters no." We can't let everybody into our country. We can't afford it. We can't afford it from a health situation. We can't afford it from a terrorism situation. We can't afford it from a entitlement situation. We can't afford it. No, we can't do it. No. Nobody can say no. Simone Biles wants to tap out of the Olympics. Her coach can't take her in the back and go, what are you doing? You're killing your own legacy. Get out there. Compete. I know you don't feel like it. I don't care. Go. Play. Do your thing. And then the aftermath, we portray that quitting, that cowardice, as courage. And what is cowardice if it's not a failure to say no when saying no is hard? All of our problems. Crime. We got nut jobs defecating in the streets, shooting up drugs in the street. Oh, but somebody thinks, oh, they're... Oh, it's so sad. We can't put them in jail. We can't take them. Because the people in charge can't say no. Defund the police. We couldn't say no to defund the police. So we got a lot of people murdered. Two overnight. Four in the last two days right here in Columbus. Because we can't say no to stupid ideas. We can't tell people. They're idiots. We can't tell people. We need laws. We need order. You have to have borders. You aren't a man. You're born a woman. Sorry about it. You're not being discriminated against. Our country's not racist. All of these things that nobody will say today are a result of our failure to have a leader step up and say the hard thing. 844-TALK-989, our number. Doug in West Jefferson is next. Hi, Doug. You're on the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, Hi, Bruce. Uh, Well, that's because everyone wants to be liked. That's why they don't say no. But with uh, Joe Biden, honestly... um, He's not the only one that makes me feel the way you're expressing your inner feelings. But how I handle it is, is I always tell myself that Jesus died on a cross for him, yep. just like he did for me. Yep. And that gets me through it, Bruce. Yeah, that's, I got to go back to that. You're absolutely right. And thank you for bringing that up. And I just, I come back to take every thought captive. And that's not a thought that I want to run by my savior. And so I, you know, it's in there. I don't dwell on it. I try to get rid of it, but I acknowledge that it's there because I know it's wrong. And, you know, you have to admit that you have a problem before you can fix the problem. Um, For a long time, I was doing really good, doing really well. Sorry for the bad uh, grammar. Doing really well, feeling compassion for people who are, saying and doing and leading people in the wrong direction that will have dire consequences in this life and in the next. It just is hard for me to let go of my 
anger, bitterness, disappointment. When I think about the people who gave up everything to build this nation that we had and how the people now in charge of it are doing everything they can to denigrate it, that's one I really struggle with. 